It's October the 18th, 2011. This is 508, a show about Worcester. Hello everyone, welcome to a special audio edition of 508. This is kind of like the way that we used to do it. Today on the phone we have Cha-Cha Connor, Kevin Kassen, and special guest from the Occupy Worcester camp, Scott Guzman. How is everyone today? Good. Very good. Glad to hear it. Scott, I want to ask you some questions about how the, the camp has been going. You have been at uh, like all the general assemblies and the marches and things for Occupy Worcester, as well as staying in this camp in Lake Park. Um, you were in the camp last night, right? Correct. Do you have any idea how many people were, were there last night? Um, between 15 and 20, I okay. would say. Okay. And the numbers are going down, or the number the numbers are going down a little bit during the day as people, like, go off to work and stuff, right? Yeah, most of the camp has a day job in the city, and so the numbers during the day, um, drop to closer to, um, 5 to 10, and then at night, after the GA, it goes back up to around 20. Okay. And so at the most recent General Assembly, people decided that today there would be uh, a meeting at 4.30 at Lincoln Square. Then at 5 o'clock, people would march from Lincoln Square uh, downtown. And then there would be a General Assembly at 5.30 today. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. So you guys, right now the camp is in Lake Park, which is on the shores of Lake Quinsigamond, and which is like literally the edge of the city, right? Like you could throw things and hit Shrewsbury possibly. We could absolutely make a catapult that could launch pumpkins to Shrewsbury from camp. I yes. like I like these ambitious plans. So, um, what? Because so one one question I've heard a lot of people bring up is like, okay, like we have this, we have this, we have this occupation, and like it seems like it's, uh, you know, it's not the kind of occupation where there's going to have to be like dealing with arrests and things on a regular basis. So maybe people could focus their energy on other activities. But on the other hand, it is completely out of the way. It's like hard to see from the even from the road. Um, like you, like you're like things are in a state campground, so it's really pretty, but it's also not like really. I would say not a confrontational location. Do you think? Do you think it's going to move? Um, I I do think that at some point there will be a more central um, camp set up. Okay. Um, not to say that um, the Lake Park. Uh, headquarters will necessarily have to move. There's talk about other satellite camps, but um, as of right now, we're gonna we're gonna stick with Lake Park until um, we come up with a better location. Yeah, I mean it's the kind of thing that the the whole group. It seems like the whole group would like to decide on the location rather than people just doing it on their own. Is that right? That is right. And what I've heard from a lot of the people who are passionate at the general assemblies. Um, but don't make it to camp. Uh, they say that they would prefer a more central location. Yeah, someplace that may be easier to get to and maybe more visible, or I don't even know what. What is the uh, what 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 was the vibe like at camp last night? Um, spirits were very high last night. It was uh, it was a much different feeling than the first night when we first set up camp. Um, there there was a a really like strong kind of community. Um, feel um, all around camp because it was our first complete day of having camp and, um, you know, we're up to somewhere around like 15 to 16 tents. Um, we have a fully operational uh, medic tent 
Um, we have a kitchen tent, and um, we have a cook staff. So spirits were very high last night. Why are you involved with the Occupy movement? I'm part of the Occupy movement for the same reason that I've been doing community organizing in the city, and, and that's because I, I, I really feel that the current corporate structure is inadequate to serve our needs as a population and that there has to be a better, more cooperative way. And um, general um, corporate greed and just the, the, the top-down um, influence of corporations on government has a domino effect on our lives as a whole, and I really feel that uh, it needs to change. It's been said that if there really was a free market in this country, corporations would be in big trouble because they've managed to buy lobbyists and they've managed to buy congresspeople and they've managed to protect and subsidize their own interests. And I'm not, you know, necessarily advocating for a free market system here, but part of that centralization that I see and I wonder if others see is um, the protection of corporate interests um, yeah. by, by government and not only by U.S. government institutions, although that certainly plays a part but by international um, governmental institutions in which the U.S. has a disproportionate role. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's an interesting paradox that you could almost say that there's like, you, you have kind of a planned economy or you have more of a centralized economy as you have a very small number of players making a lot of both economic and political decisions in the right. country these days. I wanted to ask Scott then, so you, I know you're speaking for yourself as uh, why, you're, why you're involved with the Occupy movement. I wanted to ask you also, why why do you think what do you think is the what do you think is the purpose of occupying of having a physical occupation in the city of Worcester? I mean people I've heard people refer to this as Occupy Shrewsbury because this is basically like a completely out of the way place. So it's cool that it's I like I think it's cool that it's happening. I wonder what do you think is the current and potential sort of strategic value of doing something like this? To start with the strategic value of having the encampment in Lake Park right now is that we're able to organize, get together, build community, and really kind of build a rapport with, um, with the other occupiers um, who we're camping with. And really, um, throughout the course of you know, the whole day and, and even late into the night, um, we're able to really, um, you know, all hours, attack this problem and, um, and decide what we want to do as a group instead of having daily meetings. So um, it, it, we were basically faced with a decision to either, to either not occupy yet or occupy um, in this decentral location, and um, there's a resounding occupy now. So the, um, the value uh, is inherent in um, being able to um, build community and really um, get organized as a group. Um, but I'd say the reason that we're occupying in Worcester in general, regardless of location, is because we, we feel um, that Worcester is a, a very good location to, um, to work in solidarity with the Occupy movement as a whole. And um, to strengthen that, um, the best thing we can possibly do is to build an encampment. Eventually, um, we, we as a whole uh, feel that a more visible and more central, um, at least, presence um, is valuable, and that's why we're doing the marches um, downtown. But um, for now, we're going to keep our encampment.
So you're doing so you're doing these very visible things sometimes, but the encampment as general is more about community building and less about uh, being confrontational. Exactly. I was wondering, Scott, if you could talk about who some of the the visitors that have come by that wanting to find out more or offer support since folks set up camp. Yeah, um, we've had uh, quite a few um, of the Lake Park kind of or Lake Street area community members. Um, mostly older um, older community members who hadn't heard of Occupy before. Um, but the, the three uh, specific individuals that I've been I'm thinking of um, are, are like long-time um, activist-type people, and they just were walking their dogs in the park one day and came and found out about us. And all three of these individuals were um, didn't know each other, and they um, each of them... Have, have been spending their, their days uh, with us yesterday and today. And uh, it was really, really amazing to see that um, they'd never heard of the Occupy movement before, but they fully have heard of the issues surrounding and they share our concern. And so they've since set up two tents, just community members, um, other community members, and then bringing by coffee and donuts and um, all different types of uh, supplies. So it's been really good to see and the, the response is, and Lake Park is a very heavily traveled, um, kind of like a jogging and walking your dog area, and that community has, has really received it well, and uh, almost everybody stops and asks uh, what's going on and um, receives it well. Cool. Is, is there a specific time that you'd, you'd encourage folks to stop by? Would you tell people to come by in the late afternoon, early evening, or just any time? Um, I would say, um, depending on uh, what they wanted to stop by for, if they were to stop by and sit and talk with um, with the folks encampment, I would say um, the most beneficial time would become either in the morning um, or late, um, late afternoon. Into even, I mean, not everybody is like a late night person, but considering our general assemblies are in the evening. Um, we we have um, a full camp at night at all times. So nighttime we have a full camp. If anybody wants to come by and uh, talk to some folks, nighttime or morning is the most uh, heavily uh, occupied. I should say my background is that at this point I've been 10 years organizing in Worcester and a few more years than that organizing in other cities. And... Um, you know, I've been kind of on the sidelines of this and have had a variety of thoughts, one of which is, um, you know, I love the whole idea of Occupy Wall Street, right? I'm mad as hell at these people, and I should say also that I have a part-time job in realty, and I feel like before I started that job, I had this idea that, like, banks were evil and that um, the people who were at the top of them were really evil, and I have to say that six months into it, I had no idea six months ago how evil it can get. Um, and I love the idea of, um, if nothing else, screwing up their day at work and not allowing them to function. When I think about Occupy movements in other cities, um, having organized here for a while, I was, I was saying to Mike earlier, you know, one thing that occurs to me is that when we talk about the rich in Worcester, right, which I can hardly even say without kind of like laughing out of despair, you know, there are some mansions around the WPI area. There's some mansions other places, but for the most part, 
people living on, you know, a lot of times we talk about, like, the west side and the east side in terms of generalities. Not that everybody on the west side is rich, not that everybody on the east side is poor, but we make this kind of generalization. You know, even when we talk about, quote-unquote, rich people in Worcester, it's nothing. It ain't shit, frankly, compared to, you know, the 1%, compared to the rich we're really mad at. When I look at Worcester and I look at, you know, issues of inequality and opportunity in Worcester, what I see is that it's it's less like an issue of there's some people who are like billionaires and people who don't have anything in Worcester and more an issue of opportunities here, economic, social, political, are occupied by white people. Um, and there is a huge divide around race and around that um, with class. And so when I think about, like, ways that I want to get involved, you know, my first concern is the city that I come from, honestly, um, and the people who are here. And I'm kind of like, in terms of increasing democracy in Worcester, in terms of, you know, and this isn't meant as a critique so much as a curiosity, but in terms of increasing opportunity and democracy for poor and working people here in Worcester, you know, when I think about where I want to go, I... I Part of me wonders, in smaller cities like Worcester, whether the Occupy paradigm makes sense. Part of me wonders whether it wouldn't be make more sense for people like me to join those in New York occupying the front lawn of the guy who owns J.P. Morgan and Chase, you know? And another part of me thinks, you know what, regardless of that, it would be great if there was an anti-corporate movement of some kind in Worcester. You know, if, if the end of all this is that there's an organization in Worcester dedicated to corporate accountability or something like that, that would be great. For me, that would be an improvement. Um, but in terms of strategy, in terms of improving lives in Worcester, in terms of who is participating, these are some of the questions that I have that, that come to mind um, after kind of like observing coming to a general assembly, watching stuff on the internet and the forums, talking to people, um, hearing both from people who are like, yeah, Occupy, and people who are like, I have no idea how this is relevant to my life or going to help me. Um, these are some of the questions that come up for me as a resident in a city where um, I really don't feel like I can point to 1% in my city. Um, I can point to people who are screwing up democracy here for the rest of us. Um, and so th these are some of the thoughts that I have, and I, I, um, I wonder what folks think about things like that and about general strategy and about who this movement is serving and what makes sense in places that aren't New York. I think one of the things I'd, I'd say right back, Chuch, is I think both you and I know that all of this starts around relationships and the relationships we, we all have and the ones we build. Uh, and I think that's why this is important. This is an important movement for Worcester. It's, it's the relationships that can be built and brought together to this. So, so you and I worked hard a couple of years ago when city councilors shut down the street vendors in Worcester, and mm -hmm. you know, Mike, you're a big part of that too in terms of having trying to have a conversation in the city. I'm looking forward over the coming weeks um, to try and reconnect with some of the street vendors. You know, they've pretty much all been put out of business because of the ordinance yep. that Councilor Luke's and Haller and others pushed. You know, mm -hmm. and this is a chance for us to talk, go back to these folks and say, Here, here's another opportunity to like talk about how the little person are getting getting beat up and knocked down in the city and, and who's getting this preferential treatment. Um, I just I just saw a press release from the Mass Nurses, Nurses Association that they're joining in on Occupy Western. They're dropping off supplies tonight 
over at uh, Lake Ave. Like I'm excited to um, have a to, to be working with the nurses more than um, you know I have been able to in the past, and to have have a project we're all working on together. Um, we all support each other in our individual projects, but this is going to create an opportunity for a lot of us to work together on the same project. Um, what, what are you, and I'm looking you, forward to not just. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. So I'm looking forward to not just the nurses connecting in, but you know some of the other unions in the city and some of the other. Um, environmental groups and some of the, the neighborhood groups, I think a lot of neighborhood associations uh, in the different communities have seen how uh, how corporate interests even even affect neighborhood organizing in, in Piedmont and Pleasant or other parts of the city. Cool. Has, has there been, would you say, um, an effort to reach out to organizations? And part of the, part of the reason I'm asking that question is, um, Sometimes, you know, I believe in organizing using any strategy that's useful, right? Um, sometimes I see kind of on the Occupy list and stuff and, you know, my Facebook comments from, like, folks I've seen at Occupy and stuff, like, you know, voting is BS, et cetera. And then on the other hand, I see folks of color in the city organizing around electoral campaigns trying to get in in the city council and stuff. And I wonder if um, – I wonder so, if there's so, been so – Yes. So, so Mike is Mike is my witness. I, I, I had somebody hand me five voter registration forms at the first general assembly, and that wasn't cool. me going around with a clipboard. And that was somebody knew there was an opportunity to hand in voter registration forms. They had some, they passed it to me. So that's really so that's really exciting. And I guess what what I'm what I hear from Scott is that there might be more of an effort than I thought to call groups like Neighbor to Neighbor, or call groups like the Sarah Rivera and Hilda Ramirez campaigns, call organizations that have worked for a long time in communities of color in Worcester and, like, ask about their thoughts. Scott, would you say that's happening? Uh, yes. Actually, that was another thing that, um, that I was going to say is that we, um, we have formed an outreach and, um, and media group where um, they, they're kind of two groups, but uh, they have a lot of overlapping members, so we're kind of bridging them, um, but their tasks are separate. So essentially the outreach group, um, is, is really focusing on um, those community groups and marginalized communities um, of South Main Street and Piedmont and um, trying to get the word out there through um, all of the broad channels that we have within the movement because, um, as you know, there are a lot of people um, within the Occupy Worcester movement who um, have individual channels that would be more successful than uh, a cold call or a door knock. Um, just That's very really exciting. Having um, you know, having that be uh, a focus um, to kind of build momentum and to um, be as inclusive as we can um, on the local level, and then um, and then also um, being as um, as much of a strong part of the the global Occupy movement as we can. And I feel like um, that is really uh, one of the the biggest things um, that that I see as like um, a tangible result of our action is is that we are we're another um, another one of you know another cog in the we on the big wheel of Occupy, and that with maybe maybe on in the Worcester community, um, our impact um, will you know be. Um, 
I guess, maybe smaller than in, in New York, perhaps, because simply of the nature of the beast, but um, simply the fact that we are occupying and, and we, are, um, we are being strong and organized and fully democratic and inclusive, that we are kind of providing a, another, another city to move this movement along. So what would you say, let's say somebody was listening to this podcast, right, and they were part of an organization and they wanted to take word back to their organization, what would you say is the request of Occupy folks from the encampment in general to other organizations? Like, what's the ask? The ask, first and foremost, is show up. Come out. Come see us. If you can't make it out to Lake Park, come to the Common. You know, we'll be marching from from Lincoln Square to the Common. Um, it'll be, uh, it's very difficult to, to miss us later this afternoon. Um, but if, if you can't make it out, then, um, you know, maybe give us a call, check out the website. We have, we have a list, um, we have a list of, you know, needs and really, uh, I guess, an ask of um, essentially solidarity is, is the main thing that we, we would ask for. Not necessarily as much um, physical supplies, but more um, come out and kind of help to strengthen this movement and kind of build momentum because that's really what we need. Okay. And do you think... Um, Another... Uh, uh, sorry, part, part two of that question, and then I'm going to shut up, is um, do you think that Occupy folks and folks involved in the occupation are prepared... Like, like, do you think there's space for those groups coming to articulate issues that they need help with and that they're working on and get help the other way? Or do you think that that's something that happens in the future, or how does that work? Like, how does, like, for somebody listening who's part of, like, organizing but who's maybe standing on the sidelines, is, do you think that solidarity, like, has the potential to be a two-way street? Do you think that's, like, say, a capacity issue that people are working up to, or how does that work? I would say that um, there's a definite, um, a definite potential for there to be a, a two-way street with the right ask. Um, mainly, uh, the reason I say that is, in General Assembly two days ago, um, or maybe in three, uh, yeah, three days ago now, we, um, as one of our primary goals as a group, um, we, we decided that we wanted to um, really focus on, um, to, to start with at least, the, the issues that are going on here in Worcester and not, and not to try to reinvent the wheel because there is so much going on in the city around mm -hmm. social and environmental justice that um, there, there was um, a really like a, a, a loud voice um, around the group saying that we, um, we as a group wanted to support in solidarity in any way we can, whether they need bodies or um, other, you know, essentially whatever the, the social justice movement in the city needs, um, that, that is where our time can um, be well spent. I think that's really encouraging. I'm really happy to hear that. And I think that um, if I could just uh, offer just a point of feedback and then shut up, um, I think that would be like a really important word to get out, that it's not um, just that you're asking, you know, people to show up and support, but you're also asking people to come and articulate their social justice issues and ask for help and at least make the ask. And maybe there isn't the capacity to help yet, or maybe there is. But like I hear, I hear you saying that there's space to make the ask at least, and it that it does um, not hurt to ask. It doesn't hurt to ask. 
And that, that's, um, that's, that's something that I hadn't heard coming out of Occupy Worcester before. And that's, um, that's really, that, that, that feels like something that I could take back to groups and communities that I'm involved with that they would really listen to and pay attention to. So that feels really good. Thanks for articulating that. One of the things we decided last night was to march on Friday as well, um, starting at the Neighborhood Peace Park on the corner of Winslow and Flutman and then marching to City Hall. So the expectation is that it'll be a late afternoon, evening march. Uh, the time wasn't settled yet, but the, the, the real intent of, of, of starting that neighborhood was to build relationships with different communities and different organizations. Um, and I, I, I'd like to just make a personal plea for folks that, that I know that listen to the podcast regularly is stop sitting on the sidelines and get involved while it's now here and now awesome guys thanks for being on the phone with us today and i will talk to you all again very soon thank you